Welcome to the New York Giant cast. We've finally reached pre-season now. We've played our first game Saturday morning or Friday night, depending on where you are based in the world. I'm once again joined with Jamie. Finally, Jamie, we uh, have a match to look forward to. Oh, beautiful, isn't it? Exciting times. Um, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just great to have football back in it. You know, win or lose on, on Friday, Saturday. Um, it's just great to see us back in uniform, back uh, playing what we do best and watching the Giants, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and like you said, it's we we obviously want to win. We want to play well. We want to make a statement. But at the same time, I'm I'm sort of happy for whatever happens. As long as we don't embarrass ourselves, the most important thing for me will be that you know you can see what we're trying to achieve, and there's clearly a step up on what we did last season. So I'm going to enjoy Saturday, Saturday morning regardless. Yeah. Um, before I go after Millwall. <laughs> and upset about that one. Yeah, it'd be a yeah. double whammy for you, just, it? Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's not going to be fully physical. There's not going to be flying tackles, and I, I, I won't. I don't expect any major expansive plays, but it's just going to be good to watch football again. Exactly, mate. It's going to be exciting, and it's it's all about like getting the fitness going, um, seeing what the the rookies are like, seeing how well our new signings developed with the new system they're going to have to adjust to, and. Um, yeah, it's just a learning game, really. They they just want to try and connect. You know, we've seen it in camp with Danny Dimes linking up with Waller. Now we kind of want to see that with all the rookies. And yeah, it's just um, it's like a training game, but so exciting to know that we're literally less than a month away from the kickoff and uh, bringing on the Cowboys. No, exactly. And today we've had obviously this was we're recording this on a Wednesday. It's probably got on a Friday, but. Day two is just finished for the Giants. They're doing a joint practice with the Lions, who we do face on Saturday. Lions are sort of in the same boat as us, maybe a year behind in terms of their process, where you know they're trying to rebuild after a few bad years, trying to build a young core again with draft picks and stuff like that. Do you see them as a sort of similar team to the Giants? Maybe just that step behind in terms of where they are, in terms of progressing, in terms of getting a playoff appearance, etc.? Um, no, I don't. I think that it's going to sound silly as we reach uh, like the, the last eight last year. I think they're kind of nearly similar or ahead of us. I, I fear the Lions. I think they're a really, really strong team going into this season. I think defense um, on the quarterback, Jared Goff's not as good as Danny Dimes. I think everyone knows that. But their team, their offensive weapons they've got with St. Brown, um, a few of the other signings they've made, I think I think I really, really do like the Lions. And with Hopkinson in defense, um, yeah, I think they'll win the NFC North. Uh, not yet, yeah, the North. I think Green Bay are going through transition. Chicago aren't good enough yet. Again, they're trying out. And the Vikings, I didn't rate last year, and I don't think they will. They've lost a few players. I think they're on the decline. The Lions are going up. And yeah, I, I, I don't see the Lions winning the Super Bowl, but I'd be very surprised if the Lions aren't having a deep run this year, to be honest. So. I think it's a good learning curve for us this game. I don't think we'll obviously learn a massive lot with pre-season. However, the Lions are strong and I think it's a good time to play them as well. We learn the. I don't know how I feel about these joint practices though. I don't know what you think about them. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one because they only do this, or I only know of this sport where they do this sort of thing, where they sort of train together. We did it with the Jets last year because that's who... Yeah, I saw that, yeah. ...against last year. and it, Yeah, it's a weird one because you would think that you would want to work on set things to to counteract what they're going to do mm. where this is more just you know it's almost like a pre pre-season game in, in a sense yeah sure. little mini game so yeah it, it's, it's weird I guess the, the good thing is you can sort of trial things out like both coaches know that you know Saturday's game doesn't determine the season um so like maybe it just gives a bit more of an in-depth analysis that helps 
that you maybe wouldn't get if you were just watching tape. I don't know, but yeah, I think that's a right one. I mean, I, I like the idea because it gives us things to watch. It gets us excited. Um, but just by watching videos of you know Jones throwing and some of our players catching and you know blocks and stuff like that, so it gets us excited in that sense. Like I kind of get that side of it. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but yeah, I I don't really see the point or the value in it as such, other than the fact maybe that it just helps you get a little bit more prepared for the season. Rather yeah, than I think like internal training. Yeah, like you're playing similar standard players, aren't you? Like, so I think that's helpful rather than you go and play. I'm talking in like football terms. So when we warm up for the season and um, Norwich are going to play pre-season friendlies against lower ranked clubs, aren't you? Where I suppose when they're training before a pre-season game in the NFL, um, it's good to play against similar standards to know where you're at. <clears throat> now, is, do we really want to see Daniel Jones playing against like kids from down the road or something? You don't want to see it, do you? But seeing them train up against similar players and on, you know, same money kind of level. It's um it's probably a good thing. I just obviously not used to experiencing it. But what it's nice to see, like you said earlier, like um with the catches, with the how Danny Dimes is throwing, the blocks, the running game. Um and we're learning. Obviously they're learning the coaches, but we're obviously learning about our team as well coming forward and and the Lions team as well. So yeah, I think it's a good thing. I just you know, it's just getting used to it, I suppose. Yeah, no, exactly. Well let's go through the two days. Let's start with day one. Because uh, they're very different in contrast as, as what's been reported. Yeah. So Daniel Jones struggles five of twelve and throws an interception. And I mean, are you ban- Are you still banned on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> I can't get out. It's really crazy. It's doing me head enough. I keep appealing. Hopefully, I'm going to have to make a new one. But they keep telling me I can't <laughs> make a new one. But I'm going to have to try soon. It's ridiculous. So yeah, Daniel Jones goes five of twelve, throws an interception, and honestly, every other tweet from media outlets was Daniel Jones flops in day one. Daniel Jones isn't the quarterback everyone thinks he is. Are the Giants going to regret giving him this contract? Daniel Jones got crapped on all of yesterday. Literally the (laughs) whole day yesterday just got a load of rubbish. And I've actually made it, I, I tweeted about it. I was like, it's joint practice. There's nothing to read into this. You know, even today's session, there's nothing to read into it. But the media outrage yesterday when Daniel Jones threw an interception and didn't even complete 50% of his passes was so much. And it just shows how relevant, I guess, the Giants are now that one bad thing about the Giants and everyone jumps on it. For sure, mate. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, it doesn't make any notice to me at all. I couldn't care less whether he threw, you know, he was three of... 15 in, pre- in a, in a warm-up game, in a training game there, you're learning new things. Look, it's not great for your confidence, of course, going into the first game. But are we worried about that? No, not for... I'm certainly not anyway. I think if he did it on the first couple of games, he, was not, he was, wasn't throwing 50% and, you know, everyone's watching, then it's different. But he's learning. He might be trying a new few throws out. He might be... He's getting used to his receivers, obviously, as well. Um yeah, I think like you just said though, we are being watched a lot more than we were the last few years. Danny Dimes could have done that the last three seasons. No one's brought an eyelid, but because we had a good season, a winning record, everyone's watching onto it. You know, how will we know these stats aren't being said by Mahomes, Jackson, Rogers? You know, do we really see any of that? No, I'm sure if Mahomes had a bad game, they'd make a little bit of a fuss of it. But he can back it up. I think DJ proved enough to everybody last year that. He's good enough and he can do it on the big stage. So, yeah, he's an elite quarterback. He's We've said it before in his cast, you know, he's he's number two in the NFC, isn't he? Um, 
and I'm sticking by that. I haven't seen anything in a live game to prove to me that he's not. So until I see it on the Sundays, um, yeah, I'm not worried about what the media is saying. I think they're just wanting to make some paper talk and get, um, yeah, the name out there, these people. But yeah, it doesn't bother me. What about yourself? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm not too bothered. Um, you know, like these, the whole point of these sessions are to try different things out, different routes that the wide receivers are going to take. We've obviously got new wide receivers and, and new offensive linemen, so it's still going to be getting used to them. You do much internal training, and I guess this is where it does benefit about having these joint practices. You can do as much internal training as you want, but when it comes to an actual match against different players you don't play against, it's all a different game. Um, so, yeah, it, it doesn't bother me too much. I would rather him struggle now than week one against the Cowboys. You know, if he's going to get all these yeah. bad things out early, then so be it. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't I don't think it's the end of the world. And, I mean, we'll go on to day two now. It just shows that, you know, just sometimes it's just what your day, not your day. And sometimes it is. Today he went 11 of 12 um, on the throw-in. Got a touchdown for Waller, touchdown for Slayton and Barkley. So he's clearly like, you know, looked at a tape yesterday because something's clearly didn't work. So we're going to try different things today. And it's obviously come off really good. And one thing I saw from, uh, I think it was Art Stapleton, uh, he's quite a big guy in terms of the giant sort of news reporting. Apparently the offensive line looks very good. That's good. That's what we want to hear. You know, you want to hear that that's doing well. With. I think, like you said there, though, he could have, but you don't know whether he was feeling unwell yesterday. You don't know what was going on in there. You do, all you know is the stats. I mean, that's today's stats, which you've just said, just proves like what he is and what we've got in the locker at the, at the Giants at the quarterback position. I mean, the, and especially the players he's um, given the touchdown to and the way he's connected with Waller, Barkley. It's exciting times. And um, he's obviously, like you said, looked at the tapes, felt a bit fresher today, realised the mistakes he's made, learned from it because that's what the quarterbacks do. They learn from their mistakes. And, yeah, just showed how good he is today. Um, it's exciting. But I bet, well, like you said, though, we don't hear many uh, outlets going on about that today. No, it's been really quiet on Twitter. I apart wonder from the, why it's apart been from quiet the Giants faithful, Apart from the Giants faithful who have um, been singing his praises. And I think that that's one thing that has changed is yesterday when Jones struggled, there wasn't a... I remember early last season, it was, oh, get Tyrod Taylor in, give Davis Webb a chance and all this stuff. Yeah. I remember they nearly put him in for a game. Um, that's a lot of rubbish. That one. one of the early games. But this year, it seems to be very much like, no, we're going to back our quarterback this year, this year, which I, I like because I I don't think Daniel Jones deserves the hate. I think if you've seen the schemes we've had and the players we've had around him for the last few years, I think top, top quarterbacks, and I mean above the Jones level, would struggle. Yeah, uh, um, 100%. I agree. So, like this year, I mean, I just hope we, we don't, you know, if for any reason, you know, we got to the Cowboys and, and we get beat and Jones doesn't have his best performance I just don't hope we don't go straight on his back and give him a load of stick he doesn't need doesn't define your season um, you know the 17 games do and you know after 17 games there'll be a true reflection of how well the team's played and it's not all going to be on Daniel Jones obviously he does he's the majority of it because he is the quarterback and that's why he's paid the big money but as a team um, you know I think everyone takes responsibility this year and it seems like there's a good atmosphere in the camp um, and positivity going into next season yeah I've seen a lot of videos I'm sure you have as well like the atmosphere is electric for the Giants and the fan base has never been so excited for a season for a very long time um, the, the game against Dallas could go either way we could win it they could win it I mean win or lose that game 
unless Danny Dimes is a shocker, we've got to take that that could happen. We always struggle against Dallas, but it's a winnable game where he's going to be watched at. And, you know, if we if he starts playing badly at home, then the criticism, rightly so, will come his way. But at the moment, we've got to go in there with fresh optimism that he's, like you said, he was on the right scheme. We're under a brilliant coach. I mean, yeah, he's got the way forward is going to be with Daniel Jones. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited with him. And I don't think I've been excited all the time. I was one of his biggest critics early on. I didn't understand why we drafted him so high. But last season, he proved me wrong. And I love that when players do that. Because, you know, we're not always excited by every single player. But he was one early on that I wasn't excited about. But now he's shown why he's our, he's our boy. He's our quarterback. And he's our leader, isn't he? So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, no. I, I You know, I think, at, I think at, at one point, every single person has probably doubted Daniel Jones. Yeah. Because he has gone through a fair few slumps. Not because of all his own fault. But, you know, he has. I can't think of a, a stretch. Maybe only the back end of last season... Was everyone convinced that Daniel Jones was a good quarterback? I think before maybe the bye week last year, or maybe even a bit later into the season, everyone there was still a good 50 50 split with Daniel Jones is not a good enough quarterback for this league, let alone yeah. the Giants team, just this league in general. Now it's massively switched because they can see that Brian Dable came in, changed it all up. It's taken, it took Jones eight, nine weeks to get used to it which is always going to happen. There's a lot to learn as an NFL quarterback for those who have completed the season now. It shows you how in-depth they go into it. Um, so, you know, he had to learn a load. He still doesn't have the best players. He yeah. definitely didn't last season. So, you know, you can only there's only so much you can do as a quarterback, I guess, you know. There are going to be times you think, what, what was he thinking? Yeah. But at the same time, there is other times you think of like the... Vikings game last year, we obviously got away with it, but he throws one straight to Slate and he just drops it. You know, oh, what, mate, what, yeah. what can you do as a quarterback there? Like, you, you're going to take the blame because it's going to come up as a, uh, a misplaced pass, yeah, uh, an, an incomplete pass, sorry. But yeah, it's it's one of them. We haven't got the best players to support Jones, but at the same time, on his contract, he does have to take some responsibility on his shoulders and and take the stick when it does come. Yeah, if he throws a bad pass or an inception, you know, you take it on the chin. And not all interceptions are bad. Let's be honest, there can be times where you're just very unlucky. That guy tips it or whatever, you know. There's interceptions that are not his fault. So, um, with that, he's you know, he's got to learn that as well. But I think going forward, he's had a few tough games. Um, in certain seasons, he's not played well at all and he's not got over 100 yards or whatever. But last team, last year, that team was just... Looking back at it now, it wasn't very strong. And what he did to get that team to the playoffs and to the, it just shows what he is capable of. And where we strengthened the season, I mean, it can only be going up. Unless something drastic goes wrong, we have a lot of injuries. There's no reason why we can't match or do better than we did last season. So, yeah, let's just hope they all stay fit, etc. And it continues to go in, the, well, my, my mind anyway, it continues to go in the right direction. The way we're thinking is positive, positive, positive. No, exactly, mate. 100%. Well, let's get on to the opposition, the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, as you said, you think they're slightly maybe ahead of us in terms of where they want to be at. I think we are, we're slightly ahead in personally. So, they're, you know, they're, they're, either way, they're in and around sort of where we're at. They're not too far ahead of us. They're not too far behind us. So, they're, they, you know, they were a good side. They didn't obviously make the playoffs last year. Got um, Jared Goff at court quarterback, 29 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 4,438 yards. Uh, Jared Goff obviously been around the scene for a while now. 
he's a good quarterback. He's not better than Daniel Jones, just for the record. <laughs> back who, as you said, could get him in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he's a, he's a, uh, he, he's just done it a lot. He's been around. He went to. He's been at um, was it the Rams? Was he was at before he yeah. went to Lions? Um, look, he's a very very good quarterback. Um, so for me, look, he he handles that scheme well. It suits the Detroit Lions having him as quarterback. They don't want somebody flashy or run it like, you know, obviously his talent that just hurts is different, but somebody like that. I think the way they do quick passes out, a little similar to us, really. They don't throw a deep ball, but they're an attacking team. And um, I love the head coach. He's he's ballsy. He'll make chances. He'll go for it on fourth down quite a lot. And yeah, with Goff, Daniel Jones, like Daniel Jones is slightly better, but he's a very good substitute. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think, Jared Goff suits the Lions because the Lions are trying to go through this, you know, bringing young core and, you know, inexperienced, but, you know, young and promising players. But having an experienced quarterback will help that massively. Yeah. And, you know, it just sort of like, you know, when it gets tough and you're down 14, he's the guy that will, you know, rally the people together and, and get them going. I think you sometimes need that. So I think he actually suits the Lions quite nicely. Yeah, he's a quarterback that suits that scheme 100%. And, you know, in the wide receiver crop as well, him and St. Brown made a, a lot of things last year and a lot of major plays happy, which happened, sorry, not happy. But I think he's a difference maker this season. I think he's an elite wide receiver that could play with any team. And he'll easily be, for me, one of the top five wide receivers in the league with the receiving yards this year if everything goes well for the Lions. So I think that's maybe what we're just missing out on is that top five wide receiver. So I think on that, he would be, you know, I'd much rather have him in the team than against me, put it that way. Yeah, no, exactly. Now let's go through the two other players that I've made note of. Amon, Ra, St. Brown, six touchdowns, 1,161 yards last year. Did it before we started the podcast. You you like him a lot. He's obviously a very good wide receiver and someone that obviously Jared Goff will work with well next year. What do you reckon we can expect from him going into his next season at the Lions? Massive, mate. Massive, massive player. One of my favourites in the league. I think he's an absolute, one of the best wide receivers in the game. I know you get the likes of Hill that gets the plaudits and people like that. But for me, well, the ones that don't play for the top teams, he has to be up there. Um, I'm expecting big things. I'm expecting him and Goff to get a lot of yardage this year. So, yeah, he would be one that, um, yeah, he'd be a danger to us. I think, look, I don't think they throw it deep very much, Detroit, like I mentioned earlier, but He's got everything you need in a wide receiver. So, yeah, top player. No, exactly. And how do you think the the Giants and counteract a player of his calibre um, in terms of trying to stop him and stop them getting good yards? I think you've got to double-man him. I think I know that leaves some of their others a little bit free, but I think you've got to put two on him. I think you've got to go, like, either stop the deep ball and stop the slot receiving. Uh, but I don't think he can be stopped. I think he's just one of them elite wide receivers that you stick three on him he's going to get yards he's going to get catches he's just I don't see him drop many passes I think if we are there we've got a double double up on him this um, well obviously this preseason game but if we are playing in regular season which I can't remember if we are um, <clears throat> he's definitely going to be a player we're going to have to watch out for so maybe having these training sessions like we were saying earlier um, could be a blessing to kind of see what he brings and the, the defence kind of work on it and think okay what we need to do against him is this that and the other so yeah for me it's doubling up on him what about you? Yeah, no, I agree. I think last year, I think we mentioned it in the podcast before, we struggled with the long and mid-range game. We were quite good at stopping short yard gains um, whenever teams wanted to try and run it, etc. But we always seem to struggle with the 
the mid-range sort of eight to ten yards or or longer really. So he's going to be hard to to mark. Whether I would double up on him and or just try and you know assign someone a task and you know try and just play against him, I, I'm not sure. It's going to be hard to try and keep him out of the game. But at the same time, you know you're not going to use him every snap. And I think when he's out there, it's just making sure that we get the right coverage and, you know, he, you know he's going to gain yards, but it's, it's minimising how many yards he does gain. Um, mm. And we know Jared Goff can throw the ball well, so it, you're not going to be picking them off. And it's, like I said, you, you just got to stop them getting as many yards as possible and just hoping that they get to third down and maybe it's third and two and it's all of a sudden it's a risk and they're not going to throw it uh, mid-range. So, yeah, he's going to be very hard to, to keep out the game, but, you know, I think it's also a good test for our defence. Um, to start with someone like coming up against that straight away. Yeah, 100%. Coming up against him is what they need and they need to, they'll need they learn quickly. Like I said, I don't think we have an, an elite wide receiver really. So having him against us early on is exactly what the defence needs and what the whole team needs. Um, I do agree with you entirely that in certain ways we probably shouldn't double up every single play against him um, and maybe see how good the, uh, you know, the defence is against players like that. Um, and going forward, because we're going to play playing against people like him week in, week out. We're going to be playing against Jeffersons. We're going to be playing against, um, you know, Brown for Philly, um, Lamb for Pat the Cowboys. So, they're similar bracket of wide receivers. So, if we play against one that way, we're going to have to play against all of them the whole season. So, yeah, it's a good learning curve for the team. Yeah, no, exactly. And then the third player I made note of was the running back. They took at the 12th pick in the first round, Jamar Gibbs from Alabama. Um it was an interesting pick, obviously. You know, Jared Goff, an experienced quarterback. So, to go for a running back that early in the draft just shows that maybe they may switch it up this year and, and go for a lot more running because you don't usually see running backs go that early in the draft. What no. was your thoughts on their, their 12th round pick? Because, I, I mean, to me, that says that they're going to try and run it a lot more, try and give Jared Goff a, maybe a bit more rest. And then when he, when they do need him to, you know, expand the play a bit, He's going to be fresh to do so. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they are quite a good running team as well. But they lost... Um, DeAndre Swift has gone, I think, to Philly. I can't remember exactly where he went, but he's gone somewhere. And Jamal Williams has gone. So they were their two, like, top players last year, especially Williams. He was getting touchdowns left, front and centre. Um, so to lose him, they've had to go and strengthen somewhere. And maybe they just thought this kid, rather than go big on the free agency for running backs, even though... Well, as we saw with Barkley, you haven't really got to spend too big to get a decent wide receiver these days. I'm sorry, running back these days. Um, but yeah, I think he, look, I've seen some videos of him. Um, he looks good. 12th pick, you know, that's just here or there. Whether I think he's 12th pick, I'm not sure for me personally. But, you know, it's a learning game. They've obviously seen something in their system or their scouts have think that he will suit their scheme. And um, so if you're a Detroit fan, you just think, well, you take the judgment, don't you? I think um, for me, He's going to be good for them, um, so yeah, he's not twelfth pick work, not twelfth pick worthy, but he's still going to be a big asset for them on the running game, especially like I said with the loss of their main two running backs. So it's good for a rookie to be given pretty much, unless I've missed one of their signings, he's going to be going straight into the team. So he's going to be fresh. He's going to want to prove a point, and he. So I guess that's quite exciting for him, isn't it? So it might be good for our defense to come up against a hungry running back that wants to do well, and if we can stop him then that's only a good thing for our defence, isn't it? Yeah, no, exactly. And they, they, they actually had the sixth pick originally, and they, they actually drafted back. Um, oh, they, they did, traded, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, they traded back to get this guy. So they, they clearly were mm. admirers of him early on, and they maybe thought that sick was too early. 
to take him. So yeah, no, it's, it's kind of interesting. There was a lot. There was a lot of talent in the draft this year, in my opinion. Yeah, there was. Well, it's as talented as as their names at the moment. They've obviously, got to make the step up. Yeah, you know the amount of times we've seen top ten players bust. So yeah. Um, but now let's get on to the, the main point: the Giants and what we can expect from them on Saturday morning, Friday night. I mean, it's going to be a full rotation. You'd imagine you won't see Daniel Jones out there for much more than maybe a quarter, maybe. Tyra Taylor will probably play a fair bit, and then so will Davis Webb. Davis Webb's still on the books. I ain't got a clue anymore. He plays like two minutes a season. <laughs> but, I don't um, think he is, but he could be. He could just be under yeah, the like, tape. You know what? He's probably ain't even on the books, but he's probably just there somewhere. He'll just come out for a lot. Well, he's got a mention. He's a shout out in the body. You know what I mean? He's got a mention. Yeah, no, exactly. Gatorade boy. Um, I mean, it's going to be good to see the rookies get their, their flow early. He's not going to be able to tell much often because they're only going to play once again. They're probably not going to play that much of the game. So, no. but it's also going to be good to see, you know, the, the quickness, the strength. Um, you know, sort of how these players have, I mean, most, uh, quite a lot of these players, we haven't seen them since the draft. So, you know, have they put an extra few pounds to build up the strength? Are they quicker than, you know, we expected? I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing Jalen Hyatt straight away. Yeah. Um, nice. he's, he's, I think he clocked up the quickest speed, didn't he, in, in um, training camp. What did he hit, like 24 miles an hour or something? 23, yeah, 24. something stupid. It was quicker than Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that's like crazy. So, like, he could be literally like a absolute hidden gem, even though he's, well, for us, he's not yeah. a hidden gem, but the scouts and teams, they won't know really what to expect. And, you know, you've got someone running that pace. You can't stop heel row many defences. So, if we've got someone like that and we play the similar way, yeah, he could be one really to hopefully Daniel Jones and him can link up well. So, like you said there, he's be, he'd be quite excited to see in these few preseason games we've got coming up. Yeah, and I think at times it might be, he might be like the emergency go-to in terms of, you know, we just got to get out of the situation like a third and 15 or something like that. It might be one of them sort of, you know, if he's that if he is that quick and he's just going to get past players, you know, we know we can go long and you know, Daniel can throw far, so um, he can. Yeah, it just doesn't get recognised that much, but he has got nah. a big throw. I, well, I just think we've never had the wide receivers to do it. That's hundred percent. We have enough, but if we've got someone that can run that quick and get free of his man, then that's going to open up so many opportunities. Okay, it may open up more interceptions potentially, but you know that that six to seven out of ten times it does work it's going to be massive for us yeah um, I'd rather have an interception on a long game than I would on those we've got a lot of slot receivers I'd rather I don't want to be seeing a lot of interceptions against the slot I want to be seeing them go deep because it's a risk we yeah. take but like you just said there if you hit it seven or eight times out of ten then that's going to win us more games than the odd interception exactly. here and there because then we uh, get an inception straight back, you know. We're our defense, you know. If they get one, they say intercept it on the twenty-yard line. They've got to come up the whole pitch again. That's just as similar as if, um, you know, we go and kick it long back to them. So, them kind of interceptions never been one that bothered me too much. No, exactly. And we'll we'll stand in the wide receiver unit, I guess. Well, a guy that doesn't play wide receiver, but be interesting to see if he does. Saquon Barkley. Um, we spoke about this either in the last podcast or the podcast before about trying Barkley at wide receiver. Do you reckon he'll do that on Saturday morning? I think he'll give him a few games, definitely in the passing game, um, whether it'll be a wide receiver or it'll be like, um, you know, him running out and then just taking a quick pass out that way. Um, but I definitely think he'll be involved. If he, I don't think he'll play, like you said, they won't play the whole game. But if we can get a quarter out of him, maybe even a half, um, that'll be quite exciting. And I think he needs to also prove to them, the, the coaching team and as well as um, the fans, that he can catch the ball. We all think he can. Well, I do personally. I think he'd be a good unit for us to be addition to get him on the catching game. But do some of the um, coaches back him up to catch these passes? Who knows? But 
I mean, it's a free year for him, really, isn't it? So we can try new things out with Barkley and see what he's worth. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think that's the whole point. I think they've got to just try him out in every position. Not every position, but, you know, wide receiver, running back kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. See what works for us. Because, you know, he might be a wide receiver and he might be better than what we've currently got. So, <laughs> um, you know, if we've got <laughs> Eric Gray and Matt Brady, I, I don't rate Matt Brady that much, but I think he's a good option. I do believe this year we're going to see a lot more of the passing game than the running game so there's no point if we are going to play you know a high percentage of snaps at, at, you know a passing then there's no point having Barkley you know playing running back the whole time might as well get him out there in the wide receiver um, and see what he can do out there I think you know he's clearly a special special player and you know I, I think he would do quite well out there to be honest I think once he if he once he's caught that ball there isn't many defensive players that one on one are just going to be able to stop him. No, you see it when he gets it. The ball in the running back position, it takes three or four bodies sometimes to get that man down. So, you know, if you think you get him out wide, you probably can burn a few players, and and his strength is just going to help him massively. Yeah, mate, I couldn't agree with you more, mate. A hundred percent. I think um, he's got so much to his game that we probably haven't utilised over the years because we've just always played this running game, but. He could have done this a few years ago. Um, so to do it now, hopefully do this in experiment pre-season to see if it works. Like, because we're going to be playing against that. He was playing against weaker opposition in pre-season because obviously they're not going to be the starters against him every every snap. But it'll give him confidence if he shows he can do it against, like I said, the Lions and um, whoever else we've got pre-season. So yeah, no, hopefully we do use him in that um, regard. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, we're going to DJ, and you know we've spoke about him already slightly, but. Do you reckon he will try for any expansive plays or do you reckon it'll be a matter of just play it safe, get your early catches in, fill your confidence up? Or, or do you reckon Dave will go out there and say, you know, express yourself, um, you know, and just, just try and mix it up and try and get things maybe you wouldn't do all the time just to see if you want to do them in the season or not? I think, I think look, after, especially after today when I think he's probably just going to play it safe. I think a couple of days ago when he had five for, was it five for 12, five for 13? I mean, that shows to me that a sign like, okay, he wasn't even, not very well or whatever. He had a bit under the weather. That's a bit of confidence. He's come out today and shown that class 11, 12. I think, I don't think we need to try too much preseason. I think we just play the safe game, give the the new starters um, some catches, some easy catches, get them some confidence and, I don't think there's really anything else Danny Dimes can really try. I think we both know he can run the ball, mate. Um, we both know he can throw it long. Um, he just needs to connect on these short passes with these slot receivers that we're going to probably play quite a lot of. So, yeah, I don't think he should be trying too much. What about you? <clears throat> yeah, I, I, to be honest, I'd be very surprised if he does anything maybe further than a 20-yard pass. I think he's going to play it very safe, personally. I think it's just going to be a matter of just get everyone get their catches in early, and just getting the shape right and just getting them little things right that then once you've got them things right, then you can open up the playbook a bit more. I think this first preseason game, you won't see too much outside of the mid-range pass kind of thing or maybe a, sh- a long-range pass, but not too long. I think once we get to the third preseason game in, in, in two and a bit weeks' time, I think you'll start to see more expansive plays and you know things maybe you didn't see last season. But I think this one's going to be a matter of just let everyone fill up their boots in confidence, get some catches in, you know, make it tight, make it compact, get everyone going. Um, and I think just enjoy the day, to be honest. I think it's just going to be good for the players, the fans, just to all be back out there and just watching the Giants again. Yeah, mate, exactly that. Like, <clears throat> we we felt like when we played Philly, obviously, last year when we had um, 
the backup quarterback in there. It's going to feel like a game like that where there's no pressure. You know, we're just going to go out there, enjoy ourselves, enjoy our football. <clears throat> we may lose, we may win, um, but as long as we don't get spanked, um, I think it's going to be just a good day for everyone. No injuries and not a big defeat. I think Giants fans will go back happy there. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, let's end the podcast with a final question. Go we'll on, have a pre-match prediction and a scoreline. So I'm going to start with this one. I'm going to go 24-20 to the New York Giants. I love that from you. Um, I mean, yeah, like... I can't I can't pick anybody against us no matter if we're playing Kansas City, so I'd have to predict a win. Um I think it'd be more points than that. So I'm gonna go oh, I'm tight game. I'll go thirty four thirty one. I think um there'll be a lot of points. I love their style of football, Detroit. So um yeah, I don't think they'll be hang, sitting in the backs here, but um with the defence. I think they'll have a quite a few sacks. They blitz quite a lot as well. So with them blitzing and we if we stick to the blitz game, we could um yeah, good game. And I think we'll have a few good plays as well. I think we'll be watching. I know you're going to watch it live. I'm not going to be able to watch it live. So I watch the highlights in the morning and um, I'm hoping to see some big plays in that game. Perfect, mate. Well, look, you take well. Enjoy Norwich on Saturday. Cheers, mate. You've watched the Giants game. Hopefully they get beat. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> well, mate, have a good weekend. And um, yeah, hopefully the Giants can get a victory to start pre-season. Let's hope so, man. Peace out. All right, you take it easy. You too, mate. Hello, Harry. Ta-da, mate. Bye.